COG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obius, Victoria producing today. I am in Raleigh. We are apparently with an updated remnant of Hurricane Ian line where this thing's going to go right over us. Fun. But we're here. We'll give you updates throughout the day. If you're on the road, maybe don't be on the road. You can stream us wherever you have a smart device. Uh, smart speakers. You can watch us on WRL Sports Plus. Stream us on WRLSportsFan.com as well. So I'm in Raleigh. I got the candles burning. Joe Giglio is in Greenville, South Carolina, just outside of Clemson. What up, Joe? Joe, safe travels today. Made it through uh, some early morning rain, but not even raining here in uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. So. Yeah, it's f- maybe so far so good. You know what? Maybe these uh, these curse reverse and clean house kit spells that we we did at the beginning of the season and we've done this week have actually worked because uh, it looks like the game is going to be relatively clear tomorrow. I know around here it's going to be actually kind of nice uh, before another front comes through on Sunday. At least that's my understanding. We'll talk to Nate Johnson, uh, formerly of WREL. Now he's with NBC Universal, part of their uh, meteorological team uh, with the local affiliates. We'll talk to him in the 4 o'clock hour to kind of get an update of, as to what's going on and what we can expect. But, yeah, man, here we are. Uh, one more sleep until the biggest game ever for NC State. This has to be the biggest game ever for NC State. I know Ohio State's come in the mix and everything else. I know the Chuck Amato year where they won the Gator Bowl and they got 10 victories and that shout-out to Mayor Meeks. But in the grand scheme of things, for NC State's program, this is this is on their way, their actual opportunity for the first time since 1979 to win something in ACC football and you're going to make it a hell of a lot easier for yourself if you could beat Clemson tomorrow night. That would definitely be the easiest path for NC State. Now, this is a little bit like our friend Luke DeCock says. You can't make the NHL playoffs in the first month of the season, but you can miss them. Yes, you can. So That's you, right. You can't, NC State can't win the ACC championship on Saturday, uh, but they can definitely put themselves on the outer reaches of the, hey, man, it's going to be really hard to get there. If you can't win this game, it's the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. Uh, a conversation we had with Dave Dorn, NC State head football coach, in about 15, 10 minutes or so. Uh, but last night, uh, the news of the day, and we'll we'll have some time talking about NC State and Clemson uh, later on this hour. I know you you released Pack Therapy today with Kyle Bambard. There was a two episode uh, bonus feature. Uh, with Mike Lennon earlier in the week, but the focal point of Pack Therapy this week was talking to Cal Bambard, uh, who, you know, as people understand, you know, famously missed a kick at Clemson. And I watched the clip that you put out on the internet, and it was pretty wild the things that he had to go through. Yeah, I. It's sometimes you just need a little bit of time to get over things, but also to process it, right? And and you can sit here and say, oh man, the only way to learn is to fail. Uh, but in that particular case with Kyle is such a huge public failure that you wonder how can you process it and how you get over it. And one of the things I was really interested with Kyle is you got to remember that was early in his NC State career. Mm-hmm. He actually had two years of eligibility after that. And while the portal it was not a, a, in play this in the same way, he certainly could have transferred to back to central Michigan oh, or sure, sure. anywhere else and been their kicker and kind of lived in anonymity and, and probably had a great productive, you know, final season of college football, but he wanted to stick it out at NC state. And I've always given him kudos for that. 
you know, he handled kickoff duty his last year, and that was it. Um, so, you know, he, he really did it the hard way, and I'm glad six years later he has the perspective on that that he does. COG alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovias. Last night, Thursday night football between the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, nobody's really talking about the game itself. The Bengals scary. won the game. So scary. But... The story is what happened with Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, one of the early storylines this season with that Dolphins offense. And for context here, this past Sunday in their win over the Buffalo Bills, he was knocked out of the game. Uh, he was he, he landed on his back, the back of his head hit the turf pretty hard. He gets up and he buckles. And I think you know, Joe, you and I have watched a lot of football in our lifetime. We know we know what we saw on Sunday. On, with the Dolphins when he buckled. They they tried to position this as some sort of uh, re-aggravated back injury. They said he could pass the, co- you know, he passed the cognitive tests, uh, the concussion protocols uh, during the game, and they put him back out there. But we know too much about concussions to act as though just because you pass the test then doesn't mean those symptoms might, might not present themselves uh, later on in the week. So you have what happened on Sunday combined with a short turnaround, a four-day turnaround to play Thursday night football, which is a zone conversation altogether when it comes to how we feel about Thursday night football and player safety. He gets thrown to the ground again. This time it looks like it was a little bit harder. It was a football play. Hits the back of his head, and he goes into the fencer's pose is what it's called. Basically his, his arms and his fingers locked up and he had to be taken off on a stretcher. And there's been a lot of questions as to why in the world Tua Tungavailoa was out there. And as you said, Joe, I mean, we were messaging last night, this is the worst possible nightmare for the NFL. All parties involved, players, the league, doctors, and how they position things. That was the worst possible scenario for them last night because I can't give anybody the benefit of the doubt. It was a half step from the worst, Joe. And watching it in real time, I thought, I thought the worst. I thought he was about to die. I'm not even, I'm not being hyperbolic. Yeah. The way that he reacted, I thought, oh my God, he, he's, you know, and that's the nightmare scenario for the NFL. They're riding high on the hog right now. And this, it's a sport as a country we love and embrace for many different reasons. Uh, but ultimately, it is the Roman gladiators. Ultimately, we are watching human cockfighting. Yes. It, it, it's, it's what it is. And we, you know, we're guilty. When you think about it, we talk more about the NFL than we talk about anything else. And it, because we're not stupid, that's what people like. But, you know, boxing used to be the most popular sport in this country 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then we realized what we were actually witnessing, what we were actually in, in our own way promoting. And we realized it's, it's not good for the participants. Now, they're in there. They're the ones making that choice. I'm yes. not saying they can't make that choice. They certainly can. But the NFL has gone to great lengths to try to improve concussion protocols and issues. But there's only so much that you can do. Now, the big preventable one is to see Tua Tungavailoa on Sunday against the Bills get knocked woozy. And someone, an adult, needs to step in and say, yes, we know you want to play. But you we can't. know you are tough, but you can't. You can't. Because, yeah. Joe, because second impact syndrome is the, is the answer here. And it's terrifying. When we see deaths at the high school level, 90% of the time, that's the answer. Mm -hmm. Because you have an undiagnosed concussion, the player's back out there too soon, they're hit again, and the second hit is exponential. Yes. It's not just another concussion. It's an exponential hit. 
And that's in simplest terms, that's what happened to a tongue about. Yeah, that's 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 a career ender. That's what we saw last night as a potential career ender. We've seen other careers across other sports because it's not just football. You know, the one that I always go to uh, is Eric Lindros with the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. An incredibly promising career, but concussion after concussion basically knocked that short. So I'm with you in that somebody has to be an adult here, and the head coach usually has to be the one that does it. Understand that you have Teddy Bridgewater or any other backup quarterback on your roster for a reason. You understand it's a short turnaround against the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're dealing with it just like you. Take your chances with your backup, and then because you have a – it's it's much better for your team if your star quarterback is healthy. All right, if you're going to do anything, recovery is also rest. That's another thing that people don't seem to like process sometimes, and why Thursday night football is a mess altogether. But there was a there was a debate online last night about the amount of replays that Amazon showed of Tua Tungavailoa and the fencer's pose, the 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 just the reaction he was having to that hit. And there was a sentiment that that was too much. It was gratuitous. I disagree. You know, you talk about modern-day gladiator combat. I feel that as the audience, as people who enjoy football, we have to be reminded that this is what this game is. It's brutal. It's large men crashing into each other, and we've made the ethical choice to watch this. The players have made the ethical choice to play it for high sums of money. And there's a lot of fame and fortune that comes along with it. But we still need to understand that it is inherently a dangerous game. And while it's really, really tough to watch, I feel sometimes you need that reminder. And that as much as the NFL wants to tell you as safe as it's gotten, because they're running commercials. They're running commercials this season about how concussion testing, concussion research, and 3D printing has allowed for better helmets, better understanding. They've got those funky helmets to help them during practice. I'm not saying you don't do those things. You absolutely do to improve the safety of the product. But at the end of the day, you're still playing football. And this is what can happen when you play football. And you have to be reminded of that uh, and not just live in a happy little bubble where, oh, okay, I'm watching these guys entertain us. Uh, they score some touchdowns, and then I go about my business. Maybe I win some money or whatever it is. No, these are these are guys putting their lives on the lines, literally, as we saw last night. And sometimes you need that reminder.